brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 11 of Alan and the Holy Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Alan and the Holy Flower by H. Ryder Haggard. Chapter 11. The Coming of Dogita. The sunset that day was like the sunrise, particularly fine. Although, as in the case of the tea, I remembered little of it till afterwards. In fact, thunder was about, which always produces grand cloud effects in Africa. The sun went down like a great red eye, over which there dropped suddenly a black eyelid of cloud with a fringe of purple lashes. "'That's the last I shall see of you, my old friend,' I thought to myself, unless I catch you up presently. The gloom began to gather. The king looked about him, also at the sky overhead, as though he feared rain, then whispered something to Babemba, who nodded and strolled up to my post. "'Wait, lord,' he said. "'The elephant wishes to know if you are ready, as presently the light will be very bad for shooting.' "'No,' I answered with decision. "'Not until half an hour after sundown, as was agreed.' Babemba went to the king and returned to me. "'Wait, lord,' The king says that a bargain is a bargain, and he will keep to his word. Only you must not blame him if the shooting is bad, since of course he did not know that the night would be so cloudy, which is not usual at this time of year. It grew darker and darker, till at length we might have been lost in a London fog. The dense masses of the people looked like banks, and the archers, flitting to and fro as they made ready, might have been shadows in Hades. Once or twice lightning flashed and was followed after a pause by the distant growling of thunder. The air, too, grew very oppressive. Dense silence reigned. In all those multitudes no one spoke or stirred. Even Sammy ceased his howling, I suppose because he had become exhausted and fainted away, as people often do just before they are hanged. It was a most solemn time. Nature seemed to be adapting herself to the mood of sacrifice, and making ready for us a mighty pall. At length I heard the sound of arrows being drawn from their quivers, and then the squeaky voice of Imbauzi saying, Wait a little, the cloud will lift. 
There is light behind it, and it will be nicer if they can see the arrows coming. The cloud did begin to lift very slowly, and from beneath it flowed a green light like that in a cat's eye. Shall we shoot, Mbozi? asked the voice of the captain of the archers. Not yet, not yet, not till the people can watch them die. The edge of the cloud lifted a little more. The green light turned to a fiery red thrown by the sunk sun, and reflected back upon the earth from the dense black cloud above. It was as though all the landscape had burst into flames, while the heaven over us remained of the hue of ink. Again the lightning flashed, showing the faces and staring eyes of the thousands who watched, and even the white teeth of a great bat that flittered past. That flash seemed to burn off an edge of the lowering cloud, and the light grew stronger and stronger, and redder and redder. Imbauzi uttered a hiss like a snake. I heard a bowstring twang, and almost at the same moment the thud of an arrow striking my post just above my head. Indeed, by lifting myself I could touch it. I shut my eyes and began to see all sorts of queer things that I had forgotten for years and years. My brain swam and seemed to melt into a kind of confusion. Through the intense silence I thought I heard the sound of some animal running heavily, much as a fat bull eland does when it is suddenly disturbed. Someone uttered a startled exclamation, which caused me to open my eyes again. The first thing I saw was the squad of savage archers lifting their bows. Evidently that first arrow had been a kind of trial shot. The next, looking absolutely unearthly in that terrible and ominous light, was a tall figure, seated on a white ox, shambling rapidly towards us along the open roadway that ran from the southern gate of the market-place. Of course I knew that I dreamed, for this figure exactly resembled Brother John. There was his long snowy beard. There in his hand was his butterfly net, with the handle of which he seemed to be prodding the ox. Only he was wound about with wreaths of flowers, as were the great horns of the ox, and on either side of him, and before and behind him, ran girls, also wreathed with flowers. It was a vision, nothing else, and I shut my eyes again, awaiting the fatal arrow. "'Shoot!' screamed Imbauzi. "'Nay, shoot not!' shouted Babemba. "'Dogita is come!' A moment's pause, during which I heard arrows falling to the ground, then from all those thousands of throats a roar that shaped itself to the words, "'Dogita! Dogita is come to save the white lords!' I must confess that after this my nerve, which is generally pretty good, gave out to such an extent that I think I fainted for a few minutes. During that faint I seemed to be carrying on a conversation with Mavovo, though whether it ever took place or I only imagined it I am not sure, since I always forgot to ask him. He said, or I thought he said to me, "'And now, Makumazahan, my father, what have you to say? Does my snake stand upon its tail, or does it not?' answer i am listening to which i replied or seemed to reply mavovo my child certainly it appears as though your snake does stand upon its tail still i hold that all this is a fantasy that we live in a land of dream in which nothing is real except those things which we cannot see or touch or hear that there is no me and no you and no snake at all nothing but a power in which we move that shows us pictures and laughs when we think them real. 
whereon mavovo said or seemed to say ah at last you touch the truth o macumazahan my father all things are a shadow and we are shadows in a shadow but what throws the shadow o macumazahan my father why does dogeetah appear to come hither riding on a white ox and why do all these thousands think that my snake stands so very stiff upon its tail i'm hanged if i know i replied and woke up there without doubt was old brother john with a wreath of flowers i noted in disgust that they were orchids hanging in a bacchanalian fashion from his dinted sun helmet over his left eye he was in a furious rage and reviling bowsy who literally crouched before him and i was in a furious rage and reviling him what i said i do not remember but he said his white beard bristling with indignation while he threatened bowsy with the handle of a butterfly net you dog you savage whom i saved from death and called brother what were you doing to these white men who are in truth my brothers and to their followers were you about to kill them oh if so i will forget my vow i will forget the bond that binds us and don't pray don't said bowsy it is all a horrible mistake i am not to be blamed at all it is that witch-doctor imbauzi whom by the ancient law of the land i must obey in such matters he consulted his spirit and declared that you were dead also that these white lords were the most wicked of men slave-traders with spotted hearts who came hither to spy out the mazitu people and to destroy them with magic and bullets then he lied thundered brother john and he knew that he lied yes yes it is evident that he lied answered bowsy bring him here and with him those who serve him now by the light of the moon which was shining brightly in the heavens for the thunder-clouds had departed with the last glow of sunset soldiers began an active search for mbowsi and his confederates of these they caught eight or ten all wicked-looking fellows hideously painted and adorned like their master but mbowsi himself they could not find i began to think that in the confusion he had given us the slip when presently from the far end of the line for we were all still tied to our stakes i heard the voice of sammy hoarse it is true but quite cheerful now saying mystic quartermain in the interests of justice will you inform his majesty that the treacherous wizard for whom he is seeking is now peeping and okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary forward prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details